0: All right, Don, I'm ready. You want me to take the opening, huh? Benny. It's a
1: two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show and the Phil Harris Show, and another bonus episode of the Jack Benny Show. We'll have tonight. We're going to have Jack Benny from 1952, uh, Phil Harris from the same night in 1952, and then we'll be jumping back 10 years to get a Jack Benny show from 1942. All of them happened within this week of time that we're currently in. It's 2017. It, I thought I would come on and do another intro because my old intro that I did five years ago, we hadn't found the, at least I hadn't found, the, the Academy Awards that were hosted by Jack Benny. He'd hosted two, and at that point I said that uh, hopefully we'd find them someday. Well that someday came, I think about four years ago or something, uh, because we did have them, but we did find them both, and I brought them both to you uh, each year, pretty much, and this year, around the Academy Awards time, I brought you uh, both his hosting. Uh, He hosted once, I'm trying to remember the years, I think he hosted once in like 1944-ish, I want to say, and then again in 1947, I think is what it was, something like that. Anyway, uh, he did a great job of hosting the awards, and it's fun to hear those shows when you can hear them. Tonight's show is about the Academy Awards, and it gives you a chance to hear Jack. I love Jack when Jack jokes about the Academy Awards. I, I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Um, I think it's a real shame. I, uh, I mean, we had Jack for 80 wonderful years, and he gave us so much it, It's just incredible. But I just get a little bit of a pang of, of, oh, if he would have just lived for one more year to live to be 81, he would have, the next thing he was going to take on was, of course, uh, The Sunshine Boys, which was the movie uh, where uh, George Burns took over for Jack and won the Academy Award. But if Jack would have been in it and had a chance to win the Academy Award, and then after all those years of of making fun of the whole thing and the, the fact that he always thought he should get an Academy Award and all of a sudden for him to actually get one, that would have been an incredible acceptance speech. I would love to have seen that. But anyway, it didn't happen, and so Jack never won the Academy Award. I, I, I always thought, too, they maybe should have given him a, a posthumous award uh, just because he talked about it so much, but... Anyway, tonight's three shows, of course. The first one is the Jack Benny Show from March 23rd, 1952. And from that same night, March 23rd, 1952, we'll have the Phil Harris Show. And on Phil's show tonight, uh, he gets to be made an honorary colonel. And that should be (laughs) a lot of fun. Uh, After that, we jump back a decade to uh, March 29th. 1942 and we have a minstrel show and a minstrel show was where the actors will wear blackface and play exaggerated stereotypes of um, African Americans uh, very now considered very very distasteful uh, but you have to take into account the time frame that they were doing these shows I don't think they, this might be the last minstrel show they did, I'm not sure, I want to say there might have been one more later, but uh, anyway, I, I, I say on my intro, you'll hear the intro to my old intro, I say that I don't think um, African Americans took a part in blackface performances, but I don't know, I, I think I've seen, I I think I, I don't know enough about it to know that. Uh, I think that some African Americans might have taken place, but if they did, they also put on blackface and so became stereotypes of their, of their own race, which is the ultimate in indignity, it seems like. So the whole blackface concept is such a, a harsh reality from the past. But... The show itself, if you can get past that, <clears throat> is very entertaining, um, wonderful songs in it, uh, interesting having Rochester, uh, Eddie Anderson, uh, African American, involved in the whole thing. Um, just gets a, a unique twist to it. So for a unique episode of The Jack Benny Show, make sure you're listening to that. Uh, some of the music is, is really quite nice. In our 1952 show from the Jack Benny Show, it's about the Academy Awards, like I just mentioned, but there's a part in there where he mentions the Continental. And the Continental was a 1950s television show that was shot from the perspective of this bachelor um, who was, who was uh, supposed to be entertaining... Um, women and romancing them, I suppose. Uh, I, 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 I will see. If I find any on YouTube, the actual show, I will, I will post those uh, for you. I'll, I'll link them on this podcast. The other thing I'll link if I find it is there was just an insane, a few insane, uh, remakes of it from, I think, the 1980s from Saturday Night Live. Just a skit of the Continental and just how they twist it around. He becomes quite perverted and everything, but, but it is a funny skit, I must say. If, if you can uh, deal with it, the, it's risque and off-color, sometimes uh, content, but, uh, but a, a skit I used to laugh and laugh at. Anyway, I'll bring you, I'll bring you the, that if I find it.
2: The sun is set. The stars shine in the sky. The night air is tinged with anticipation. And it is time to meet the Continental.
3: Ouch. My most beautiful new neighbor from down the hall.
4: Welcome to my abode. Come in, please. May I take your wrap? Well, sit, please
2: sit normally I would offer you vintage champagne and caviar, but I
3: have grown impatient with the French
1: Um, and if you're going to watch the original Continental that's interesting too I'm sure anyway without further ado here are the Jack Benny show the Phil Harris show and a bonus Jack Benny show from 1942 I think you'll enjoy all three um Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll mention one last thing. Like I said, it's 2017. In 2017, the day before I released this, I played the first time Rochester ever appeared on the Jack Benny show. And I noticed I didn't mention something that I usually that I thought I'd mentioned in there. i had three three different uh introductions that I did from three different time periods. But there's one I did that didn't seem to be in there. And it's where I talk about the fact that there's one joke in that show from 1937 where they're talking about Jack wanting a magazine and he decides he wants a nudist magazine and he asks Mary to go buy this nudist magazine for him. And Mary goes and buys the magazine. And it just seems so out of place and so different you just never hear any kind of risque that risque of talk on the Jack Penny show and just the fact that that our 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 little Mary is going and buying Jack this nudist magazine just seems awkward to me especially from 1937 uh, but anyway check that out if you haven't listened to it um, well, I, I upgraded the sound it's the best I've ever heard that episode sound so uh, if you haven't heard that from last night then tune in Uh, Also, I played uh, suspense with uh, Robert Young, and then after it was, uh, I put on the very first episode of um, Father Knows Best, and so it's neat to hear those back-to-back. So if you haven't tuned in yesterday to those either, that's if it's 2017. If it's not 2017, your mileage may vary. Anyway, on with the show. Enjoy.
5: Lucky Strike presents the Jack Benny Program. But first, here's an important message from the National Tobacco Tax Research Council. Everyone likes to talk about the high taxes he pays, but you cigarette smokers have a right to do some special fancy talking yourself because you cigarette smokers give nearly $2 billion a year in cigarette taxes. Every time you buy cigarettes, you give your federal government $0.08 a pack, and most of you give $0.04 more to city and state governments. That adds up to a better than 50% tax on every cigarette you smoke. Yes, in buying cigarettes over half your packs go for tax. And now, the Jack Benny program, presented by Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, get better taste. Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. Friends, seeing is believing, and you can see for yourself clearly and beyond any doubt that luckies are made better to taste better. Just take a lucky from a newly opened pack, and remove the paper by carefully tearing a narrow strip straight down the seam from end to end. In tearing, be very careful not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Then gently lift out that cylinder of fine, mild tobacco. Now, in exactly the same way, remove the tobacco from any other cigarette. Compare it with a perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco taken from the Lucky. See how round and firm and fully packed the Lucky is with long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco. See how free the lucky is of excessive air spaces, hot spots that burn harsh and dry. There is your proof that luckies are made better to taste better, to taste fresh and clean and smooth. And remember, in a cigarette, it's the taste that makes the difference. And luckies taste better. So to enjoy the fresh, clean taste of fine tobacco, be happy, go lucky, make your next carton lucky strike.
3: The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. (laughs) And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills. At the moment, our little star is shaving.
0: Hmm. See, My beard feels kind of tough this morning. I wish this was April 1st so I'd put in a new blade.
6: (laughs) Hmm.
0: I wonder, I wonder how I would look with sideburns. Charles Boyer has sideburns. I can just see myself taking a beautiful girl in my arms and saying, like Boyer, Eh, my darling, come with me to the cash drawer. I mean
6: cash (laughs) (laughs) Eh,
0: maybe I ought to just shave and forget it. Hey, that must be Mary. I don't know why I want sideburns anyway. That fellow on television who calls himself the Continental, he doesn't have them. Boy, is he romantic. That's the type I am. The Continental. Do not be afraid, darling. It is only a man's apartment. Jackson, open up your baby blues. Oh, it's you, Phil. Oh, say, Phil, who am I imitating? Well, do it again. Do not be afraid, darling. It is only a man's apartment. Barry Leone
6: <laughs>
0: All right, all right Look, Phil, I'm in the midst of shaving So if you want to talk to me, come in the bathroom Okay, where's Rochester? He went to the market Hey, Phil, what are you doing here so early, anyway? Alice threw me out of the house Again? It was my fault this time, Jackson You see, Just I... a minute, Phil, wait a minute Where's my razor? Oh, here it is Phil, why did Alice throw you out of the house? Oh, I don't know. They were having a parent-teacher's meeting. You know, all the mothers and teachers were there, and they were deciding to make some sort of an outing for the kids in the third grade. They, they call it a, a nature study. Oh, yes, that's one of those hikes up in the hills. Well, they should have told me. Why? When they said they wanted to study nature, I suggested the Burbank Theater. <laughs> a burlesque show? Well, I don't blame her for throwing you out of the house. Yeah, I don't know why I always Phil, I wish you wouldn't stand behind me while I'm shaving. Why? Every time I see the reflection of your eyes in the mirror, I think I cut myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll move, I'll move. Oh, there's somebody at the door. Oh, I'll get it, Jackson.
7: Oh, hello, Phil.
0: Do not be afraid, darling. It's only a man's apartment. What is that? I don't know. That's the way the answer to the door around here. <laughs> hey, come on in, Livy. Jackson will be through in a minute. He's shaving. Hey, look at you. That's a cute little dress you're wearing.
7: Well, I'm glad you like it, Phil. I knitted it myself.
0: Well, it sure fits you beautiful. The way it shows off your figure. I mean, it, it clings so snug around the hips. And, and, hey, wait a minute. You said you made that dress. How come there's a price tag on it?
7: I put that on myself I wanted something for Jack to notice too (laughs) Phil What are you doing over here so early?
0: Well they were having a parent teacher's meeting over at the house And
7: And Alice threw you out
0: How'd you know?
7: I took a wild guess
0: Well I'm all through with my shave and oh hello Mary Where did you get that $45 dress?
7: (laughs) You see, Phil, I told
0: you. Told him what?
7: Nothing, nothing.
0: Hey, Jackson, that's a new suit you're wearing, ain't it? Yep, and I got a bargain, too. You know, walk up one flight and save $10. Where'd you buy that one, on top of old Smokey?
6: (laughs) Phil, for a
0: fellow who was thrown out of the house this morning, you're certainly... Hello? Hello, is this Jack Benny? Yes. Uh, Well, Mr. Benny, my wife
8: and I are having a big argument, and you can help us settle it. (laughs)
6: <laughs>
8: Me?
0: Yeah,
8: uh, we, we bought a copy of Look magazine and your
0: picture's on the cover. That's right. How old are you? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine? Yes. You win, Mabel. Them wrinkles must be in the paper. <laughs> Was it, Jack? I don't know Since I had my picture on Look, I've gotten A lot of phone calls Yeah, and I know What you go through, Jackson You're not the only one Who's had his picture On the cover of a magazine
7: Well, Phil I've never seen Your picture on a cover Neither
0: have I Well, that's because You kids don't subscribe To the monthly manual Of the Amalgamated Society Of the City Planning And Construction Engineers <laughs> Uh,
7: Phil Phil, your picture's On the cover Of the monthly manual Of the Amalgamated Society Of City Planning And Construction Engineers
0: Yeah, and I got a copy of it right here in my pocket. I'll show it to you. See? Phil, that's a picture of the new freeway. Yeah, but look who's laying against the curb. (laughs) Well, Phil, if that's you, this picture certainly has an appropriate caption. Landmarks of Los Angeles. Yeah. Anybody can brag. Here I am,
9: boss, back from the market.
0: Oh, good, good.
9: Hello, Rochester. Hello, Miss Livingston, Mr. Harris. Hi, Chester. Say, boss, before I put all these canned goods in the pantry, do you want to check off the list?
0: Yes, Rochester, I'll check them off as as you put them on the table.
9: Okay. Two large cans of.
0: Two large cans of.
9: Two small cans of.
0: (laughs) Two small cans of.
9: Three medium cans of.
0: Three medium cans of.
9: Four large cans of.
0: Four large cans of.
7: Wait a minute. What kind of checking off is that? Two large cans of. Three small cans of. Cans of what?
9: We don't know. When the labels are
7: torn off, you get them cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. Oh, for heaven's sake, imagine buying canned goods without labels on them.
9: When we sit down to dinner, it's like a mystery program.
7: Uh, Who done it?
9: No, what's in it? <laughs>
0: Rochester.
9: One night we had Drano for dessert. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well,
7: now I've heard everything. Imagine buying canned goods without labels on them. Isn't that silly, Phil?
0: I wouldn't know. I'm a bottle man myself. Rochester, just put the things away.
9: Okay, boss. And I bought you a new pair of woolen mittens like you asked for. Woolen mittens?
0: What's that for, Jackson? Well, as soon as I get a chance, I'm going up to Big Bear to do some more skiing. You know, Mary went up with me a few weeks ago. Well, Jackson, I didn't know you could ski. Are you kidding? I've been skiing for years. Of course, I haven't got perfect form, you know. In fact, the last time I came down the slide, took off and sailed through the air, I I did flap my arms a little too much.
7: A little too much A duck hunter took a shot at you (laughs) Duck
0: hunter, duck hunter
7: (laughs) You'd still be out there If a retriever hadn't brought you back
0: Oh, don't be so smart If we go up in the snow again next week I'll show you how good the Come in Well, Don, Dennis, come on in Go ahead, Dennis. You go first. Oh, no, no, Don. You go first. Oh, you go first, Dennis. No, no, Don. I'd rather you go first. Look, fellas. Dennis, please go first. No, Don. I insist that you go first. Oh, for heaven's sake. What's the matter with you guys? Why are you so polite to each other? We both have two shows. (laughs) That's the silliest thing I ever heard. Now, come on in.
8: Boy, does that outfit bring out the curves, the way it clings around the hips. Oh, you notice it too, eh, Dennis? Yeah, Mr. Benny's
0: wearing a new suit (laughs) Well, thank you very much Now, Dennis, before you get too silly Let me hear the song you're going to do on the program
8: Okay, oh, by the way, Mr. Benny Where'd you get that suit? On top of old Smokey?
0: Now, wait a minute Wait a minute Phil Harris just said that
8: Well, that's funny At rehearsal, I had the joke What happened?
0: I don't know how anything happened Just sing your song
8: Song Speak to her, Mr. Rainbow, and take her under your
0: branches, Mr. Tree.
3: Whisper to her, Mr. Wind.
0: Sing to her, Mr. Robin and Mrs.
8: Moonlight, put in a word.
0: say.
8: Babble to her, Mr. Brook. Kiss her for me, Miss Raindrop.
0: Good, don't you think so, Don? Oh, yes, Jack. And now I've got something I want you to hear. It's a very clever commercial. In a minute, Don. Say, Dennis, your song was so good that if you promise not to annoy me, I got a nice surprise for you. A surprise? Yes. Next week, Mary and I may go skiing up in Big Bear, and if you're a good boy, we'll take you with us.
7: That's right, Dennis. Gee, up in the snow?
0: Yeah. Have you ever been up to Big Bear, kid? Oh, I haven't, but a few weeks ago, my mother went up there on a hunting trip. Did she get anything? No, but she took a shot at a blue-eyed duck. Oh, she did, eh? Yeah, and she couldn't understand it. Her retriever came back with a toupee. Dennis, that duck your mother thought she was shooting at was me. Oh. Now, Don, what's on your mind? Well, Jack, I have to leave, so I want you to hear a very clever commercial I've planned. Okay, go ahead. Oh, pardon me, Don. Hello? Hello? Who's calling? Sam's Supermarket? He did? Oh, well, thanks. Thanks very much. Oh, Rochester. You call me, boss? Yes, the clerk at the market called and said that when you were there, you left one large can of on the counter. (laughs) Shall I go get it? Well, certainly. It might be something we like. Okay. Now, Don... John, what is this clever idea that you...
9: Oh, say, boss. Now what? We're going to have to get a puppy. Why? The last can I opened up was ideal dog food.
0: (laughs) Dog food?
9: This time I found out before I put the post egg on it.
6: (laughs)
0: Now, Don, what's this idea of yours that you think is so clever? Well,
3: Jack, since everybody's talking about the Academy Awards last Thursday night, I made up a wonderful commercial about them. You did? Yes, and in it, I very cleverly worked in the names of the pictures and the stars who were up for Academy Awards. Well, Don, this better be subtle. Oh, it is, Jack. It is. Just listen to this. If you're feeling blue and want to find your place in the sun, smoke a lucky strike. Hmm. You may have this yen for a lucky strike on a train or in a bus or even on a streetcar. You may get this desire. Don, Don, look. So whether you're an African queen or an American in Paris, be like Frederick. March to the nearest store and buy Lucky.
6: <laughs> look,
3: Don. Yes, Don, Luckies look. are smoked everywhere, in all resorts, especially in Florida, where Shelly winters. <laughs> Or Shelly
0: Winters? Don, how clever can you get?
3: I've personally told all the Academy Award nominees that I love luckies. I told Arthur Kennedy, I told Montgomery Cliff, I even told Marlon that they're my favorite Brando. Now, Don, just a minute. So next time your wife or girlfriend offers you a lucky strike, smoke it and Oscar for another.
6: That's it! (laughs)
0: I'm trying to sell lucky strikes The next time you come in with such a corny idea I'm going to grab you by the seat of the pants Jack And throw you right out of Jack,
7: th- Jack, Jack, relax, control yourself Huh? Don was only trying to help
0: I guess you're right, Mary Don, I'm sorry I flew off the handle Why? He said I'm sorry I flew off the handle
8: Well, that's normal for a duck <laughs> Now cut that off <laughs>
0: Dennis, this is your last warning If you open your mouth again I'm going to hit you over the head with a large can of
8: A large can of what?
7: If he knew, he wouldn't be so liberal with it. Yeah. Well,
3: Jack, Jack, I want to apologize if I upset you, but I thought you'd like an Academy
0: Award commercial because you were there Thursday night. Well, what's that got to do with it? Of course I was there, and I took Mary with me.
7: Yes, but it's the last time I'll ever go with you.
0: What? Why, Mary? What happened? Well, Mary...
7: Quiet, Jack. I'm going to tell him. Well, Don, last Thursday evening, Jack picked me up at my house. We drove down to Hollywood, parked the car, and we were walking to the Pantages.
0: You know, Mary, I should have had Rochester drop us off at the theater before we parked the car.
7: Oh, it's only a short walk, Jack, and besides, I want to talk to you. What about? Well, you've been taking me to the Academy Awards for many years now, and tonight, when you go up to congratulate the winning actor, do me a favor. What? Just shake his hand. Don't say, lucky for you, I didn't make a picture this year
0: (laughs) When did I ever say that?
7: You started with William S. Hart (laughs) I
0: did not
7: Say, Jack, I want to step into this drugstore and get some cough drops Have we got time? Oh, sure Well, let's see, where's the drug counter?
0: Right over there Don't hurry, Mary, we have plenty of time Are you bud.
9: Long time no see.
0: Huh? Oh, hello. Come on, Mary.
7: Uh, Jack, wasn't that... Yes,
0: that tout from Santa Anita. I always run into them. Say, Mary, they have a fountain here. I think I'll get a cup of coffee. Would you like some?
7: No, no, you go ahead.
0: Okay. When you say I beg your pardon, then I'll come back to hey, you.
9: Bud. But... Huh? Come here a
6: minute.
9: Who me? Yeah, yeah.
0: Where you going? Over to the fountain. What are
9: you going to get? Coffee. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. What? Get milk.
0: But I want coffee. Coffee hasn't got a chance. Why not? Wet grounds.
6: <laughs> oh.
0: Well, I don't care. I'm going to get coffee. Now, don't be a sucker. Take milk. Why
9: milk? Look at the breeding. The breeding? Yeah. Milk is on a cow by
6: squeeze.
9: I don't care. I don't want milk. Oh. Look, Bud, if you don't let it get around, I got something really good. What? Ovaltine.
0: Why ovaltine? It's a sleeper. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll hey, wait a minute. I know what I'm gonna get. What? Come here a
6: minute.
9: (laughs) Me?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna get tea.
9: Why tea?
0: Because tea is in the bag.
9: Okay, it's your dough So long So long
0: What a guy Why must I always run into... Okay,
7: Jack, I'm ready if you are
0: Fine, Mary, let's go
7: Did you enjoy your coffee?
0: I didn't have any Why not? I didn't like the odds
7: (laughs) <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: I don't know Come on, Mary Here's the theater
7: Gee, the lobby's crowded
0: Yeah, everybody in pictures Seems to be here Boy, these Academy Awards Are really something Look who's here Danny Kaye Betty Davis Marlon Brando And there's Irene Dunn and Joan Crawford Arthur Kennedy <laughs> Gene Autry <laughs> Gosh, everybody is.
7: Look, Jack, there's a radio commentator doing a broadcast right in the middle of the lobby. Let's go over and listen. Oh, yeah.
0: And so tonight, everybody who is
10: anybody in Hollywood is gathered here for the annual Academy Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, I shall do my best to bring you some of these celebrities. Oh, here come some famous actors walking by. I'll see if I can get them to say a few words. Mr. Jimmy Cagney, would you please say a few
0: words over the air?
8: I'm very happy to be here tonight, and I'm sure this is going to be another great occasion.
0: Thank you, Mr. Cagney. Gee, Mary, remember remember Cagney and Yankee Doodle Dandy? Yeah. Yeah. And now coming up to the microphone is Mr. Lionel Barrymore. This is really a great night for Hollywood, and I know that the ones who win the awards will deserve. Thank you, Mr. Barrymore. Gee, he's a great actor.
10: And here we have Mr. Edward G. Robinson. Hey, Mr. Robinson, would you say a few words? Sure.
8: I'm very happy to be here tonight, see? And I'm here to see these actors get a fair shake, see? And don't forget it.
0: Ah. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Mr. Robinson. Say, he's tough, isn't he? And now, Mr. Gary Cooper. Yep. Gee, Mary, I had no idea that Gary Cooper was that tall.
7: Neither did I. And
0: he's so distinguished. Look how gray his hair is.
7: Jack, that's snow.
0: Oh, he really is tall, isn't he?
10: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ladies and gentlemen, we are indeed fortunate. Coming up to the microphone is one of the candidates for the best acting honors, Mr. Humphrey Bogart, nominated for his splendid performance in African Queen. Hey, tell me, Mr. Bogart, do you think there's any chance of your not winning the award tonight? Oh, I only (laughs) asked.
0: Well, how do you like that? Say, Mary, I wonder if he's going to interview me, too.
7: Quiet, Jack. Jimmy Stewart is walking up to the microphone.
3: Jimmy Stewart? Uh, Mr. Stewart, would you please say a few words to the radio audience? Uh, Ladies
8: and gentlemen, Mr. James Stewart. Oh, well, yes. I'm very happy to be here tonight. Uh, Mr. Stewart, before you go, I'd like to ask a few personal questions. Uh, Didn't you recently have twin girls? Uh, Well, well, yes, I did. Uh, That is, my wife did. Uh, They're the cutest things, but but so confusing.
3: What do you mean, confusing?
8: Uh, Well, last week I bought them a little horse and they take turns riding it. And it's kind of hard for me to tell which twin has the pony. (laughs) Ooh,
0: what an awful joke.
7: Well, you better think of a better one. The announcer's motioning to you.
0: Oh, yes. Come on, Mary.
7: Oh, Jack, wait for me.
0: Take my hand, Mary.
7: Well, Jack Benny! <laughs>
0: yes,
10: yes. How do you do, Miss Livingston? Hello. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Well, thank, thank you. you. Uh, you've been coming to these Academy Awards for a long time, haven't you, Mr. Benny? Yes, I
0: certainly have.
10: Well, uh, tell me, Mr. Benny, what are your future picture
0: plans? Well...
7: He expects to see Quo Vadis tomorrow night. <laughs>
0: Mary, please, this is an interview. And uh, Mr. Benny, the last picture you made was a Western called The Horn Blows at Midnight, wasn't it? A Western? Yes, I was at the preview and I remember hearing
7: gunshots. <laughs> that was the Warner Brothers.
0: Fortunately, they missed each other. Uh, Now, Mr. Benny, would you care to make any predictions as to who will win the Oscars here tonight? No, there are so many wonderful actors and actresses up for them, but in the musical awards, if the song I wrote... Thank you, Mr. Benny. What a song! When you say it, Mr. I Mr. Benny, get away from the microphone. Then I'll come back to you. It, Mr. Benny... When you ask me to forgive it, Mr. Benny, you, I'll return. It, 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 Mr. Like Benny... Like the swallows at Serrano. Mr. Benny, Serrano. It, it, Mr. Benny get away from Capistrano. this microphone. Stop pushing. It, it, for you, it, it, my heart will always... Mr. Benny, window. get away from this microphone or I'll punch you right in the nose. Take your hands off it, of
9: me. Now, get away. It, now cut that
0: out. Now, what are you doing? I told you to get away from here. I don't care what you told me.
7: Jack, yeah, come
0: on. Okay, okay.
7: Oh, there he is, girls. There he is. Mr. Brando, Mr. Brando, may we have your autograph?
0: I'm not Marlon Brando. The announcer just ripped my shirt. (laughs) Come on, Mary, let's go in. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we want to make certain that all children have a fair chance to be strong and healthy. And we can do this by giving to Easter Seals. Your contribution provides treatment training centers, special schools, summer camps, and curative workshops. Let's give generously to Easter Seals. Please send your contributions in care of your local post office. Thank you.
3: Jack, will be back in just a moment, but first... Be happy, go lucky, get better
5: taste today. Friends, seeing is believing, and you yourself can see that luckies are made better to taste better. From newly opened packs, take a Lucky Strike and any other cigarette. Then carefully remove the paper from both by tearing a narrow strip straight down the seam from end to end. Be very careful not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Now look for the difference. Look at that perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco taken from the Lucky. See how round and firm and fully packed it is with long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco. See how free the Lucky is of annoying loose ends that spoil the taste. This is your proof. Luckies are made better to taste better. To taste fresh and clean and smooth. No doubt about it, Luckies taste better. So to enjoy the fresh, clean taste of fine tobacco, be happy, go lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike.
0: Be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today. She Mary, it was certainly exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. Arthur Freed winning the Irving Thalberg Award and Johnny Green for the music. George Stevens for directing Place in the Sun.
7: And Vivian Lee for the best actress.
0: Yeah, and Kim Hunter and Carl Malden for the best supporting roles, and...
7: Oh, Jack, there's Humphrey Bogart. Go over and congratulate him for winning the Oscar for his performance in African Queen.
0: Oh, yes. Wait here, Mary. Say, Bogie, congratulations. And lucky for you, I didn't make a picture this year. <laughs>
7: Ouch! <laughs> Jack, who slapped you?
0: Lauren Bacall. <laughs> if I want her, I can whistle. Two of my teeth are missing. <laughs> Good night, folks.
3: The Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, a product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is Don Wilson reminding you to listen to your hidden parade with Kyle Lombardo every Thursday night, presented by Lucky Strike. Consult your newspaper for time and station. Stay tuned for the Amos Stanley Show, which follows immediately. This is the CBS Radio Network.
2: RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, and Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Like any true son of Dixie, Phil was brought up on stories about the glory of the South during the Civil War. By chance, he becomes an honorary officer of the Confederate Army. And in just a moment, we'll find out what cools off his hot Southern blood. But first, this word from RCA Victor. An RCA Victor superset, the Meredith, sets a new high in television performance, a new high in value. Yes, now you can buy the RCA Victor Meredith at the wonderful low price of only $399.50. And the Meredith is big 21-inch television set in a beautiful contemporary-style console cabinet. It brings you television with picture power, You get clearer pictures, stronger pictures, steadier pictures, even in the most difficult reception areas. And the Meredith's low price of $399.50 is the complete price. It includes federal excise tax, full year warranty on the 21-inch picture tube, and no extra charge for mahogany finishes. Remember the name, Meredith, RCA Victor's 21-inch console super set. Be sure to see the Meredith tomorrow at your RCA Victor dealers. Get the television that's setting tomorrow's quality standards. RCA Victor. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program Alice Fay and Phil Harris. Yeah. Last night, Phil was honor guest at a freshman dance at UCLA. The dance was dedicated to the theme, The South Will Rise Again. Phil was made an honorary colonel in the Confederate Army and given an officer's uniform. Phil has taken this seriously and is really <laughs> living the part.
0: Honey, send the children in here with some old mint. I'm fixing to run off another batch of them juleps.
11: <laughs> oh, no, there goes old Flannelmouth again. <laughs> I wish he'd take off that Confederate uniform He's been wearing it all morning <laughs>
12: That's nothing He wore it to bed last night <laughs> Did you ever sleep with a cold saber against your back? <laughs>
11: how long is he going to keep this up?
12: I don't know Willie why don't you go in and tell him how silly he's being
11: I'm not going in there Every time he sees me he starts yelling It's General Grant <laughs> <laughs> he
7: Chases
12: me around the room with his sword Why don't you go in, Alice? Oh, no thanks He's liable to think I'm Fort Sumter and fire on me
7: (laughs) Oh, we'll go in, Mommy Daddy wants us in there anyway What for? It's time for our cotton-picking lesson
11: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sis, he's off his trolley There's no cotton to pick around here Uh Daddy took care of that. He lined up three dozen
7: bottles of aspirin, and we have to pick the cotton out of them. Eddie <laughs> insists that we talk with the southern accent all the time.
12: Oh, with a southern accent, huh? Well, if that's what he wants, we'll give it to him. But oh, good.
0: Oh, I wish I was in
7: the land of cotton.
12: Here he comes. Now remember, let's all give him that southern accent way, as heavy as we can. Hey.
0: A little way, Dixie Land. Morning, folks. Hiya. <laughs>
7: Shut my mouth If it ain't my little old pappy It's old man River himself Sure nothing Yuck, yuck
5: Well, if it ain't For two little daughters Harmony and Grits
12: <laughs>
0: Is my breakfast ready?
12: Why, sure enough it is You just shuffle your little old feet into the little old kitchen and I'll fix your little old breakfast, you little old you.
5: (laughs) Don't get hokey, Magnolia.
12: All right, what do you want for breakfast?
5: Well, I'll tell you, ma'am. I'd like some
0: chitlins, turnip greens, black-eyed peas, locks, and hush
12: puppies. (laughs) What are hush puppies?
0: You don't know what hush...
5: I'll thank you to pack your carpet bag and leave
12: Bill, why don't you stop acting like a child? Take off that silly uniform
0: Silly uniform? Magnolia?
5: Stop
12: calling me Magnolia
5: Very well Lily Bell
12: Bill, that's enough I'm not going to stand for any more of this Now take the uniform off and forget the whole thing
0: I will not, I'm proud of this uniform Hey, I'll get that you got to admit that, uh, I look very romantic in it Hiya, Curly Well, if it ain't Gaylord Ravenall, the riverboat
6: gambler
2: <laughs> Alice, has he been shampooing his hair with sour mash again?
0: <laughs> Curly, what's that outfit you got on? Oh, this? Oh, this is just my Confederate Army uniform Let's see Got tired of wearing your Buck Rogers space suit, eh? <laughs> Please, Ravenall. This uniform is sacred well, all right, Curly And I'll... another thing In the future, I want you to address me by my military title Colonel Beauregard Harris
5: Yes, sir Anything you say, sir I await your orders, Hildegard
6: <laughs> Beauregard
5: B-O-W. B-U. D.A., you can call me Sam
12: (laughs) Curly, what brought this on? Oh, he went to a UCLA dance last night And they made him an honorary southern colonel And gave him a uniform And now he won't take it off
0: Of course not But you all being northerners, uh, you wouldn't understand Who's a northerner? I'll have you know I'm from the south, too Yeah, but I'm from the deep south I'm from the deepest part
2: The sooth the Sooth.
6: Yep, that's
2: the real deep part. First comes the South, then the
5: Sooth, then the Sooth. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. I always thought that you were from the Nooth.
12: <laughs>
5: you know that's where Alicia's from. The Nooth. Oh
12: no. No, I'm from the Nith (laughs) The Nith? Yes, that's the northernest part Nuth, Nath, Nith
0: All right (laughs) I'm talking about the real deep south, deep south I spent many years in the southern tip of Texas That's nothing I was born in a deeper
4: part of the south than that Deeper than the southern part of Texas? Si, senor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Buenos dias, you all. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's see you get further south than that.
12: All right, all right, boys. Phil, you promised to go to the market for me. Will you please go? All right, honey,
0: all right, I'll go. Come on, Remley, I want you to go with me. Yeah, all right, Curly, I'll... Wait a minute. You ain't going in that uniform, are you? And why not? This uniform is a badge of valor. I want everybody to see me in it Now, come on, Remley You can ride with me I got my horse outside
12: <laughs> Oh, Bill
0: All right, I'll take the car
12: And you're taking that uniform off As soon as you get home Why? Because we're going to the sponsor's house For dinner tonight
0: Mr. Scott ain't gonna mind If I wear my uniform But if it'll make you happy I'll call him later And ask him if he minds If I wear my uniform to dinner Okay? Okay Goodbye, Lily Bell Come on, Remley Take <laughs> hey, Curly what is this Southern revival binge you're on? Well, I'm wearing this uniform because, well, gee whiz, it brings back memories of my childhood. Mm-hmm. All the things that I liked about the South. You going to tell me about it? You can bet your banjo I am. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me to Alabama. Let's go see my dear old mammy. She's frying eggs and broiling hammy. That's what I like about the South. Now, there you can make no mistake. Where wear those nerves. I'm never shaky. Ought to taste that leg cakey. That's what I like about the South. She's got baked ribs and candy yams. Those oh, sugar cured Virginia hams. Basement full of those berry jams. And that's what I like about the South. Hot cornbread and black eyed peas. You can eat as much as you please. Cause it's never out of season. That's what I like about the South. Eh, hey, don't take one. Have two. They're dark brown and chocolate too. Suits me, they must suit you Cause that's what I like about the South Well, it's way, way down where the cane grows tall Down where they say you all Walk on in with that southern roll Cause that's what I like about the South It's Down where they have those pretty queens Keep a dreamin', those dreamy dreams well, Let's sip that absinthe New Orleans That's what I like about the South Come old bob with all the news got the box back coat and the button shoes but he's all caught up with his union dues and that's what i like about the sound he come all right down the street oh can't you hear those scuffling feet he would rather sleep than eat, and and, and that's what i like about this every time i pass your door you act like you don't want me no more why don't you shake that head and sign and i'll go walking right on gone on on and on and on honey when you tell me that you love me then how come you close your eyes did i tell you about the place called do i diddy it ain't no town it ain't no city that's awful small but oh so pretty will do what I didn't come here to criticize, I'm not here to sympathize, but don't tell me those no good lies, cause lying gal I do despise. You love me like I love you, send me 50, PDQ, Rosa Red, and violets so a pink. think I'm gonna get old 50, I don't. Care. She's got backbones and butter beans, ham hocks and turnip greens, you and me in New Orleans, and that's what I like about the South. Ramling There's quite a crowd In this market I never Hey Ram Hmm What's all that clanging Nothing
2: Just your sword Banging up against The canned goods
4: (laughs) Curly Do you have to wear Your uniform It looks ridiculous Don't be silly
0: I look resplendent In my uniform Morning miss Hey, Ramley Look at him Everybody's giving me them admiring glances I'll bet you before
9: Morning, madam (laughs) Ramley I didn't touch her
5: (laughs) Your uniform scared her Poppycock Everybody knows that this proud emblem of the Confederacy Uh, Pardon
13: me, sir I saw your southern uniform and I thought you could help me
5: Well, uh, gladly,
0: madam What can I do for you?
13: I put a penny in the machine here and nothing came out And I want you to give me back my penny
0: you asking me for I don't work here
13: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a Dixie Cup demonstrator.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty bad. <laughs> One thing I can't stand, it's a supermarket comic. <laughs> Remley, breathe on her butter and melt it. <laughs> Curly, you're making a scene. Come on.
2: Hey, there's Julius. Call him over and give him your order so we can get out of here. Yeah, Boy!
9: Oh boy Come over here
11: I'm coming, I'm coming Oh no, drop the net
0: (laughs) Don't be funny, wise guy, no cracks
11: What do you expect when you come in here wearing that tattletale gray underwear? (laughs) This ain't
0: no underwear, it's my army uniform
11: I knew it looks like underwear
0: Julius, this is the uniform of the confederate army
11: It is? Well you ought to be ashamed of yourself, Sully in the grand uniform of the Confederacy. This is an insult to us suddeners.
9: <laughs> you as a suddener?
11: You mean you all can't tell? <laughs>
9: hey, Julius. <laughs>
0: He's all can't tell, can he? <laughs> hey, Julius, ain't you surprised to see me wearing a Confederate uniform?
11: Oh, no. Every customer I had this morning was wearing a Confederate uniform. Except for the three who are wearing their Julius Caesar suit. All right.
0: <laughs> well, don't you all want to know why I'm wearing it?
11: I know I'm going to get some kind of a cockamamie answer, but I'll ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wearing a Confederate uniform?
0: Well, sir, last night I went to a Southern rally and they made me a full colonel.
11: That was last night. Why don't you forget it?
0: Why should I forget it? I'm still a colonel.
11: You're still full, too. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Harris, why don't you lie down in the lettuce bin and sleep it off? <laughs>
0: I ain't got nothing to sleep off I'm serious <laughs> That is a thought, though, for the future I can just see <laughs> you coming <laughs> Look, Julius, this uniform was given to me And I'm entitled to wear it all the time Because I am now a full-fledged colonel In the Confederate Army
11: Mr. Harris, I'm happy for you I'm proud of the honor that was conferred upon you And I want to take this opportunity to say That I couldn't have happened to a nicer nitwit
0: Look, will you just get my groceries and I'm going to take them with me
11: An officer carrying groceries? Oh no, sir, I couldn't allow it, sir I shall deliver them myself
0: Look, you don't have to Don't
11: worry, sir I'll get your supplies through the northern lines Even if it means losing me a little life
0: Will you just tell me what time you're going to deliver the groceries?
11: At midnight, sir (laughs) <laughs> and you'll know how I'm coming if you watch the old church steeple.
0: Church steeple?
11: <laughs> yeah. One if by land and two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore shall be ready to swim the icy river and deliver your bacon and your wife's goose liver. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, this is
0: all I'm going to take. I ain't going no further. Listen, you, you deliver them groceries this.
6: <laughs> Why couldn't I have gotten
0: a goose living? <laughs> you deliver them groceries this afternoon, kid. Come on, Remley, let's get out of here. Nice boy, huh, Curly? Oh, lovely child, lovely. He's got all the charm of a charwoman's knee. <laughs> Come on, let's get home. Hey, Remley, when we get home, remind me, I'm going to have to call Scott and find out if it's all right for me to wear this uniform. Hey, Curly. That woman just leaving the market, isn't that Mrs. Scott? Where? Hey, yeah, yeah, that's her Hey, as long as she's here, I'll ask her Oh, Mrs. Scott, you hoo Mrs. Scott, yoo-hoo Mrs. Scott Uh, well, I guess she didn't see me I think she did, she's starting to run <laughs> Well, then she must be in a hurry, let's catch her Come
9: on <laughs> Mrs. Scott, Mrs. Scott, wait for me, You hoo Mrs. Scott, I...
0: Well, Frankie, she disappeared Where'd she go? She dived into that open manhole <laughs> She did not She must have jumped on that brewery truck that was passing <laughs> I wonder what a hurry was Oh, well, I'll call the Scots when I get home Right. All right <laughs>
4: Now, Cora, calm down. You've been hysterical ever since you came home from the market. Now, what did you say you saw again?
13: I told you. I was just leaving the market when this wild man in a Confederate uniform gave a rebel yell and started to chase me. He was waving his sword and screaming.
4: He had a Confederate uniform and he... Cora, have you been nipping the cooking (laughs) sherry?
13: You know I don't drink.
4: Maybe you've got a rusty bobby pin sticking in your head. (laughs) Or perhaps your garter belt is too tight.
13: Clyde, there's nothing wrong with me. I tell you, I saw a man in a confederate... I heard you,
4: I heard you, I heard you, and please stop saying it. Now look, darling, you just relax, get plenty of rest, and you're going to be... Uh, Lie still, lie still, I'll get it. My mother warned me to check into her family background before I... (laughs) Maybe I'd better give her the ink blot test.
0: <laughs> Hello. Hello, Mr. Scott. Uh, this is Phil Harris.
4: I guess this is just one of those days. <laughs> uh,
0: what do you want, Harris? Well, Scott, I want to ask you something. Um, when I come to dinner tonight, is it okay if I wear my Confederate uniform?
4: Oh, well, is that all you? Your what?
0: My Confederate uniform.
4: I should have known <laughs> Harris, uh, were you at the market
0: today? Oh yeah, I saw your wife there And I chased her all over But I couldn't catch her She <laughs> gets pretty fast on her feet Harris, do you mind
4: telling me one thing? Why are you wearing a Confederate uniform?
0: Because yesterday, Mr. Scott I was made a colonel In the Army of the Confederate States of America
4: Oh, brother Oh, <laughs> brother Old brittle brain has finally snapped
0: You not know, you don't mind if I wear my uniform, do you?
4: No, no, anything that'll make you happy
0: Good, then we'll be over around 7 o'clock
4: Splendid I'll be watching for your steamboat coming round the
12: bed
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Bye Toot, toot <laughs>
13: Who was that, Clyde?
4: Phil Harris. And Cora, I owe you an apology. There's nothing wrong with you. It's Harris who's flipped his lid.
8: (gasps)
13: You mean...
8: He's
4: ripe for the happy academy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Confederate soldier you saw today.
13: Oh, I should have known. Who else could it have been? Clyde, he's coming to dinner tonight. And
4: he's wearing his uniform.
13: He's liable to be dangerous. Call him and tell him not to come.
4: No, no, no. In his condition, we have to humor him he wants to play Civil War, I'll play Civil War with him If he's going to wear a Confederate uniform, I'll wear a Union Army uniform <laughs> But what Rent one. Well,
13: why go to all that trouble? Because
4: RCA Victor has a lot of money tied up in this screwball He has a contract with us We've got to keep him from going completely overboard until the end of the radio season After that, he can be he or if he wants to
13: <laughs> Well, I'm not going to take any chances if he gets dangerous, I'll be prepared. I'm going to call the psychiatric ward at the hospital and tell them to send a couple of men over just in case.
4: That might be an idea. Tell them not to do anything, but to keep their eye on a man in a Confederate uniform.
0: Hey, Alice, you better hurry. It's getting late. It's almost seven o'clock. We got to get started for the Scots. I'm
12: ready, dear. And Phil, Phil, thanks for taking off that uniform.
0: Well, I got to thinking about it And I figured it might look a little silly to the Scots After all, they're northerners They might not understand Besides, well, I don't want anything to upset Mr. Scott He, uh, he sounded a little peculiar on the phone What do you mean, Curly? Well, he said something about watching out for a steamboat (laughs) And then when I said goodbye, he says, toot, toot I figured I've been telling you right along, the guy's nuts
12: <laughs> He is not Now, come on, boys, let's get over to the Scotts' house
4: Well, Cora, how do I look in my union officer's uniform? Uh, rather dashing, don't you think?
13: Oh, Clyde, do you have to go this far? You're being silly Now,
4: please, Cora, I know how to handle Harris When you're dealing with a childish mind, you must do childish things
13: But do you have to wear that awful beard?
4: Well, they sent it along with the uniform So I might as well wear it and play the part to the hilt And Cora, help me out No matter what Harris does, let's humor him Just play along with
13: me All right, I'll humor him At my age, I have to play games with it. The...
4: Oh, that must be the showboat now I'll <laughs> well, answer
0: How do you do, sir? Hello, mister Hey, Remley, we must have taken the wrong turn someplace We're in Grant's tomb
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: don't you remember me, Colonel Harris? I'm Major Scott We clashed in battle at Bull Run
0: Remley, he's got a snoot full Not, <laughs> oh, isn't that, Curly? His
2: trouble is up here His picture power is out of focus
0: <laughs> Oh, oh, he's getting a weak signal in the fringe area <laughs> a...
12: Mr. Scott, uh, do you feel all right?
4: Uh, yes, yes, but I'm a little disappointed Colonel Harris, you told me you were going to wear your uniform. Why didn't you?
0: Well, uh, well, if I'd have known that you were going to wear yours, I would have worn mine. And uh, I'd have brought McCannon with me, and we could have bombarded each other. <laughs> uh,
13: Phil,
0: we I... gotta keep him
4: happy.
13: Who's at the door, Clyde?
4: It's Colonel Harris of the Confederate Army, dear. Evening, ma'am.
13: Kitchiko. Kitchy kitchy
0: kitsch! kitchy Remley, here's another squirrel job.
12: <laughs> a
0: real cashew, shell and all.
12: Scott, <laughs> maybe we ought to go home and, and come back some other time. No, 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 no.
4: Do come in. After all, your husband and I have to discuss the surrender terms. Um, uh, Scotty, maybe we better go home and, uh, What's the matter? You a sore loser? You don't have to get mad just because the North won. Well, I ain't mad, but... Who won?
0: The North. Oh, the propaganda some people swallow. <laughs> Look, Clyde, I'd better straighten you out. I'll tell you what really happened. We had you licked at the Battle of Oprakakkamama.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you don't know what you're talking about. Lee surrendered to Grant. That's what you think. I don't think I know. Look, our army was at Richmond. Come in. And our army had your army surrounded oh, pardon we, me, not sir Not now, not now We've got a war to settle Well,
13: who are you gentlemen?
4: We're from the city hospital psychiatric ward we got a call to pick up a man in a Civil War uniform
13: Oh, I'm glad you're here He's starting to get violent The man you want is...
4: We can see him, lady Okay, Ulysses, get your coat and come back Oh, me? You've got the wrong man You were told to pick up a Confederate soldier. Can't you see I'm a Union soldier? (laughs) (laughs) We know, Pop. You're a Confederate soldier, but you're in a Union uniform because you're a spy.
9: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I was... No! No! Cora, tell him, tell him.
13: This man is my husband. You see, this afternoon I was chased by a Confederate soldier And when I came home and told my husband He
4: joined the Union Army so he could save you (laughs)
0: Lady, you better get your coat, too
13: (laughs) No, no, just a moment There's nothing wrong with us There's the man you want
0: Who, me? Ain't nothing wrong with me You guys can't take me in Only the military police can touch me And uh, why can't we take you? Because I'm a full colonel in the Confederate Army. <laughs>
6: hey,
9: Joe, we ran into a nest hub.
12: <laughs> get going,
9: Stonewall.
12: Get your hands off him. Now get your hands off him. That man is my husband.
4: And who are you, dear Betsy Ross?
12: <laughs> I'm Alice Faye.
4: This one thinks she's a movie star. <laughs> Come on, all of you, get outside and get in the wagon. No, 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 wait. Oh, wait a minute. No, wait can't... a minute. No, wait
12: just a
2: minute. Why? Just a minute. There's nothing wrong with these people. I can vouch for them.
4: Well, you seem to be the only sane one here. What's your name, sir? Frank Remley. That does it. <laughs> Won't you join
0: us? What for? I only said my name was Frank Remley. I know. Nobody in his right mind would admit that.
2: (laughs) Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. Your RCA Victor television set is protected. It's protected by all the knowledge, resources, and experience of the Radio Corporation of America available to you through the RCA Service Company branches from coast to coast. In practically every television area, city, suburb, or country, RCA Factory Service is as near as your telephone, and its sole purpose is to make sure you enjoy all the quality and performance built into every RCA Victor television set. Yes, you're protected with RCA Factory Service and you're assured of the finest reception possible. If you buy the RCA Victor factory service contract, RCA's own technicians will select the proper antenna for your location. They'll install and maintain your RCA Victor set. This includes service and any part replacement at one fixed annual cost. So inquire about a factory service contract tomorrow. And remember, when you own RCA Victor television, with an RCA Victor factory service contract, you're protected with television's greatest combination.
0: This is Phil. We're a little late. Thanks, and good night, everyone.
12: Good night, everybody. Remember, whether you're buying a television set,
0: a radio, a Victrola phonograph, or records, put your
2: faith in the cornerstone of American home entertainment for three generations. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, and first in television.
9: Next, Theatre Girl Down the Air stars Frederick March on NBC.
1: Hello again, this is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the 1941-42 season of The Jack Benny Show. This is a kind of unique episode we're playing for you today. If you like... Uh, When the different uh, cast members sing, like I always say that I do, this will be a fun one for you because Jack ends up singing a song, and so does um, Dennis, as always, and Rochester sings a song as well. And they all three sing different songs, which is pretty cool. And the whole cast sings kind of a song together. Um, Why there's so much singing in this episode is it's... um, The skit part of the episode is that it's... um, the I think they call it the Doc Benny um minstrel show. And a minstrel show was the shows that would tour around the country, um, in vaudeville where the um usually they would wear blackface um makeup and do stereotypical um takes on uh African Americans. Um uh, Fairly inappropriate by today's standards of course uh, what's interesting what's doubly interesting about this is uh, certainly they did this in nineteen uh, thirty six we played it uh, this last um, fall and when they did that uh, it made for an interesting episode it really brought out uh, Phil Harris's character for the first time really and um, uh, but they didn't have Rochester of course, and so It's really strange now that they do it in 1942, because you have Rochester in the mix, and so you have this actual black man uh, with uh, a bunch of white people, and um, it's just going to be interesting to see what they do with this whole concept of the minstrel show, which um, didn't usually feature um, uh, African Americans, but um, anyway, this one does. So enjoy this really different piece of Jack Benny history, and we'll see you next time. Still feeling lousy, by the way.
0: Rochester, I'm sure that golf ball sliced over here to the right. No, no, it's not here.
9: Boss, why don't you give up? We've been looking for that ball all week.
0: We'll find it. Don't be so impatient. Now, let's see. When I hit it, I know it went over here by these trees. Hey, Jack, Jack. Oh, hello, Mary.
7: Hurry up. We've got to get to the studio. It's Sunday again.
0: Oh, my goodness, how time does fly. Come on, Rochester. We better get going. Come on.
6: J-E-L-L-O.
3: The Jell-O Program, brought to you by Jell-O and Jell-O Pudding, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with Deep in the Heart of Encino. (laughs) Flavor, flavor, and still more flavor That's what you get in Jell-O, ladies and gentlemen Thanks to Jell-O's marvelous new process That locks in its delightful goodness The tang of Jell-O, its swell, intriguing taste Are there for you to enjoy as never before For today, Jell-O offers you a new high in flavor A new peak in pleasure you find that Jell-O is more than ever a glorious dessert A grand treat that everybody loves A clear, colorful mold of Jell-O What an attractive sight it is And how it glistens with goodness. And never have you tasted anything better than the lively, refreshing flavor of Jell-O. Flavor that makes you think of the juicy, ripe fruit itself. Flavor that is locked in for your added enjoyment. Prove to yourself how much richer Jell-O's locked-in flavor really is. Open a package of Jell-O. Notice that there's no telltale aroma. No sign of escaping fragrance and flavor. Then dissolve the tiny Jell-O particles. And notice how Jell-O's captive goodness comes pouring out in a rush of richness. Get Jello tomorrow and thrill at the extra delight of Jello's locked-in flavor. Alpine at Sunset and Vine, played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as we announced last week, we're going to present our four-year entertainment, Doc Benny and his
0: world-renowned minstrel show. That's right, so let's get going. Uh, is everybody here? I think so. Say, Mary, where's Dennis?
7: Dennis? I don't know.
0: I haven't seen him. He must be around here someplace. <laughs> That's you, you dodo. <laughs> Come here, Dennis, we've got a minstrel show to do. I see you've got burnt cork on your face. Where were you?
8: I was over in the corner practicing how to talk
0: like Amos and Andy. Good. Good
8: nothing. It comes out like Lum and Abner.
0: (laughs) Oh.
6: Wonderful world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. You'll get rolling. Now, Mary, Mary, we have to do this right. So straighten things out and put the chairs in a semicircle.
7: What's a semicircle?
0: Look, put the chairs in a circle and then take half of them away. (laughs) Now, Phil, uh, we want some real old-time minstrel music tonight. You know, a lot of loud, corny brass. Uh, Do you think your band can do it? Well, it ain't our style, but we can try. (laughs) Oh, brother. Now, let's see. uh, Where's Virgil? We got to have our props. Is the sound man here? No, I'm in a Turkish bath. Want me to
9: steam some clams for you?
0: <laughs> now, Virgil, Virgil, you don't have to get cute about it. We're doing a menstrual show tonight, so pass out the tambourines. I passed them out already. You did? Yeah, and they're swell, nice and juicy. Those are tangerines. Now, Virgil, Virgil, there's a whole pile of tambourines right there on your table. Now pass them out. Okay, here they are. You didn't have to throw them on the floor.
7: Uh, he's mad because you won't let him be an end-man in your minstrel show.
0: That's too bad about him. Well, I guess we're all set, so let's get started. Come on, Don. Give us an introduction. Okay. <laughs>
3: and gentlemen, here they are: Doc, Benny, and his world-renowned minstrels, including the incomparable Mary Sweetstuff Livingston.
6: Woo-hoo!
3: Mary, that sentimental gentleman from Georgia, Phil Honeyboy Harris. Take it easy, gals. I'll get to you. Hmm. Also, our own silver voice tenor, Dennis Sugarfoot Day.
8: Awa, awa, awa. <laughs>
3: Very good, Dennis. And last but not least, that ton of fun, yours truly, Don Blubberlip Wilson. Yes, sir. The time was a bright summer afternoon many years ago. The place, Main Street of St. Joe, Missouri. They love me there.
9: Take it away.
6: All
8: right, everybody. You'll have to clear the streets. The parades are coming. Keep your little boy up in the sidewalk, Mrs. Farrell. Come
7: here, Charles.
8: Stay right close to your mother. No, oh, I want to see a surplus. <laughs>
0: Howdy. It's sure good to be back in St. Joe. Great to see so many bright and smiling faces here to greet us. Howdy, Doc. Howdy, Constable. I see you got some new traveling salesmen sitting on the porch of the mansion house. They ain't
8: you. We
0: just dusted them (laughs) all. Well, see you at the Opry House, Constable. Follow the parade, folks. The show starts promptly at 2.30.
3: We now take you to Simpsons' Opry House, where Doc Benny's minstrels are about to begin.
7: Uh, Let me see your tickets, please. Uh, b two and four. Uh, first two on the aisle. Thank you.
8: Candy, popcorn, and
0: sandwiches. You can't enjoy these hams without a sandwich. <laughs> sandwiches? Get your jello here. Pop
3: off your sandwich with a dish of tempting and appetizing jello. Hey, Mama, I want some jello. Well, here you are, Sonny. <laughs> Isn't he
0: a cute youngster?
7: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: Don. Don't overdo it. Uh,
7: yeah. Doug, please. Right this way. Here you are, sir. B2 on the aisle. There's someone sitting there. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, madam. You've got the wrong seat. I've got the right seat. Well, you've got it in the wrong place. <laughs> stub, 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 please. Hey, Constable, you can't bring your horse in here. I got a ticket for him. All right, seat one, stall two. <laughs> What's he laughing at? The show hasn't started yet. <laughs> stub, stub, please.
9: Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please, for a few moments before the big show begins. Now, I have here a selection of the latest song hits of the day. tunes they're all a whistling in the shade of the old apple tree, on a bicycle built for two, only a bird in a gilded cage, down by the old mill stream, and a zoot suit with the reed fleet. <laughs> Thank you, here are, sir. All the latest songs, folks. Take me out to the ball game. Wait till the sun shines, Nellie. Hey, have you got that old sweetheart of mine? Yes, and you can have her back. <laughs> Anyone else have a copy of the big songbook? Last chance before the curtain goes up. Overture! Overture! The Doc Benny Minstrels! <laughs> On the Mississippi, on the Mississippi, where those boats go poppin' along, choo choo. Through the Mississippi,
8: here oh, Mississippi, that's where I was born. I dream of
0: genie with a light Pick
8: Pick 'em up, boys. <laughs> I went up Go down to the levee, I said to the levee,
9: join that shuffle and hear that music
6: and
8: song,
9: it's simply great, mate, a on the levee, awaiting for the robberies. (laughs)
0: Thank you, thank you. Gentlemen, be seated. Well, 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 tell me, Mr. Harris, how are you feeling this evening? Mr. Interlocutor, I am in the mood to mangle some merriment. Well, I must say, Mr. Harris, that you do look good. Well, boss, why shouldn't I look good? I just had myself a Kentucky breakfast. A Kentucky breakfast? What's that? A big steak, a bulldog, and a quart of whiskey. (laughs) Hmm. well, what's the uh, bulldog for? Somebody's got to eat that meat. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good.
8: It didn't impress me.
0: Now, now, Mr. Day, you mean to say you can do better than that? Ask me
8: what's the difference between a man with asthma, a farmer milking a cow, and an Eskimo fan dancer. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, I don't know, Mr. Day. What is the difference between a man with asthma a farmer milking a cow, and an Eskimo fan dancer.
8: One is wheezing and one is squeezing.
0: <laughs> well, what about the Eskimo fan dancer?
8: She's freezing. Get her a blanket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent, Mr. Day, excellent.
7: I ain't convulsed.
0: Why, Miss Livingston?
7: Say, Miss Interlocutor, do you mind if I ask you a riddle?
0: No, no, Miss Livingston, go right ahead.
7: Uh, what's the difference between you and a jackass?
0: Hmm. I don't know. What is the difference?
7: A jackass wears a collar.
0: Well, so do I wear a collar.
7: Well, then I guess there ain't no difference. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> hmm. Say, Mr. Interlocutor, when you gets to me, I wish to convey that I'm mentally and physically fastidious.
0: Well, Brother Wilson, what makes you so happy?
3: i got a wife and a cigarette lighter, and they's
0: both working. <laughs> very funny, Brother Wilson, very funny. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, our silver voice tenor, Dennis Sugarfoot Day, will favor us with a song and dance. That ever-popular ballad, Can't You Hear Me Callin' Caroline, and dedicated to Mrs. George Primrose. <laughs>
8: i miss you in the morning when old white gives his call, Caroline, Caroline. i miss you after the sunset when even shadows fall, Caroline, Caroline. I miss you when the moonbeams are on the river shore Oh, can't you hear
6: me calling, oh, yeah, Caroline? Can't you hear me calling, Caroline?
8: It's my heart calling, darling. Lordy, how I miss you, girl of mine Wish that I could kiss you, Caroline
6: Ain't
8: no use now for the sun to shine, Caroline
6: can you hear my call a Can't you hear me calling
0: Caroline?
6: La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's dancing now,
8: folks. <laughs> Can't you hear my lips Can't you hear my soul a-praying?
6: Can't you hear me calling?
0: was very good, Mr. Day. Very good. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. That was rendered with feeling, sweetness, and tenderness. I didn't like it. (laughs) Why, Mr. Harris, I noticed that you and Mr. Day have been quarreling quite a bit of late. What have you got against him? Nothing, except he's dishonest, disloyal, and handcuffed conscious. (laughs) Oh, come now
8: to talk after I invited you over to my house for dinner.
9: Who cares?
8: Don't you remember that nice fat chicken I served you? Remember,
9: boy? I recognized
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Harris, that's a bold allegation. I think you should apologize.
8: I say he should.
0: I can't believe that Mr. Day has been stealing your chicken. Not only that, boss, he stole my wife.
8: I didn't steal that old thing. She jumped in the bag with the rest of the hen. <laughs>
0: Why, Mr. Day, I'm ashamed of you stealing Mr. Harris's wife and chicken.
8: I'll bring them back. I'll bring them all back.
0: Don't bring back nothing that ain't got feathers on it, son. <laughs> mm. Now, you better watch your step, Mr. Day. That Mr. Harris is a bad man when he gets riled up.
6: That hey,
8: don't worry me, none. I'm gonna walk over there and put right rats in the mouth. Who
9: is? I is. How you gonna get back? <laughs>
0: Gentlemen, gentlemen, please let this bickering cease. And now, ladies and gentlemen, yours truly, Doc Benny, will render that renowned and melodious selection entitled Asleep in the Deep, assisted by the Alabama Four. Music Professor. <clears throat> Loudly blink, blink, blink. the bell blink, blink, blink. In the old tower ring blink, blink, blink,
9: blink, blink.
0: Bending blink, blink, blink. us listen To the warning it
6: brings
0: Lord take
3: care Sailor, I'll take care A
0: danger is near thee uh, be aware, uh, be aware uh, Many brave hearts are asleep in the deep Show me where i be ah uh, he, Ah-hee Ah-hee Where? Thank you.
7: Uh, say, Miss Interlocutor.
0: Yes, Miss Livingston.
7: I just thought of another riddle.
0: Another one? Well, let's hear it.
7: Uh, why are the Japs nervous like a man on his way to the dentist to get a tooth pulled?
0: I don't know, Miss Livingston. Why are the Japs nervous like a man on his way to the dentist to get a tooth pulled?
7: Because the Yanks are coming. <laughs>
0: Now, that was really brilliant, Miss Livingston. Yeah, Mr. Interlocutor, what's the difference between you and a bag of wind? I don't know. What is it, the... Bircher, you stay out of it. <laughs> we don't want any more riddles. I'm awful sorry to hear that, Mr.
3: Interlocutor, because I got one that's not only entertaining, but appetizing as well. Hmm.
0: All right, Blubber Lips, let's have it.
3: When you go down to your neighborhood grocer, what is the very first
0: thing that you ask for? Credit. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Harris, please. I don't know, Mr. Wilson, what is the very first thing you ask for at your neighborhood grocer's? Jello. G-E-L-L-O. Uh, blubber lips never went to school, folks. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as a special added attraction, Doc Benny offers for your enjoyment and amusement... <laughs> Doc Benny offers for your enjoyment and amusement that well-known minstrel man, Rochester Van Jones. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Van Jones will sing that ever-popular song, Success, <laughs> made famous by the late Burt Williams, entitled Somebody Else, Not Me. <laughs>
9: Great moments come to ever man. Some situation where he can attain such fame, folks acclaim the very mention of his name. The circus played our town one day. Three Bengal tigers got away. The manager looked right at me, said he, yeah, here's opportunity. Somebody's got to catch them cats. Somebody's got to go." The tiger man is sick in bed. Put on your hat and coat, he said. Now the man who catches them alive, a hero's gonna be. It's a wonderful chance for somebody. Somebody else, not me. (laughs) Two ivory bones with ebony dots. Off times leave the cemetery lot. A game last night brought on a fight which finished up with pistol shots. I was the furthest from the door. All the others got out the fall. A body lay on the floor dead, and through the transom somebody said, Somebody's got to stay behind. Somebody must remain. And when the officers arrive, explain how came he ain't alive. The man who stays and sees it through Gains notoriety It was a wonderful chance for somebody Somebody else, not me
0: Thank you, thank you That was Somebody Else, Not Me Rendered by Rochester Van Jones Oh, Rochester. Yes, Mr. Bennett,
9: Mr. Interlocher.
0: I, uh... uh, That mistake didn't either hurt or help the program, Rochester. (laughs) I noticed that in looking over your expense account for your costume and so forth, you put down a dollar and a half for makeup. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Well, that seems a little unnecessary. Would you mind explaining what you spent that money for?
9: Well, I heard you tell everybody to buy burnt cork for their faces. Uh-huh. And then as much as I didn't need it, I bought a cork with a bottle of gin around it.
6: <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh,
0: I see. Well, I, um, I have news for you, Rochester. You may collect that dollar and a half, but it'll be from somebody else. Uh, uh, not me. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, every minstrel show has an afterpiece, and ours will be no exception. So tonight, we are going to offer Doc Benny's version of the greatest love story of all time, Romeo and Juliet. The scene is the balcony of the home of Miss Juliet Johnson on Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee. Curtain music. and Julie was sweet, uh, and oh, how that Romeo could love. That's me, folks. <laughs> yeah, dee, dee, de. hey. Oh, Julie. Julie, climb down this ladder. You know, we gonna rope tonight.
7: I can't see you down there. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore is you, Romeo?
0: Here I is, gal, right below yon balcony.
7: Well, get thee on that ladder, son.
0: Forsooth, honey. I'll be there forsooth.
7: Ya <laughs> come!
0: I'll be right up, Sugar. Just a minute, Rummy. Get thee down from that ladder.
6: Hush
0: up, son. I'm ascending to my lady friend, Juliet. Ah, then move over because I am the local and this is the express coming through. I don't know what you did with that gag. knows you can't be the local and the express. (laughs) I must be the local. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) I mean, either you is the local or the express. Now, wait a minute. Who, uh, who is you, anyway? Here's my card. Hmm. Julius Mushmouth Caesar and his orchestra appearing nightly at Ye Biltmore Arena. That's (laughs) me. Now listen here, Mushmall. You ain't got no business around here. Get off this ladder! Don't mess around with me, Romeo. Remember, flowers don't care who they lays on.
6: <laughs>
0: uh, I understand. A uh, 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 Pat's friend, gazooks. Hmm.
7: Who that? Who that coming up the ladder, Romeo?
0: Somebody else, not me.
7: <laughs> now listen, Romeo. You coming up here, or is you ain't?
0: Be patient, woman. Keep thy cloak on. Yakov <laughs> No oh but sure that's me
7: hey you get
8: off that ladder what another one you hear me julietta's my gal
0: oh no she ain't son she's my gal so you better hide hidey away knave or i'm gonna take my razor and you're gonna be grinning from ear to ear <laughs> understand
8: you make one pass of me and you're gonna be playing love and bloom
0: on a harp Well, in that case, uh, 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 pass, friend. <laughs> he guessed.
7: Hey, Romeo, Romeo, what is this pain and vow?
0: I'm caught in traffic, honey. Well, here I come, Julie. Here I come. I'll be right with you, Julie.
3: Oh, pardon me, brother, but you're standing directly in my path. Now, who that? Who that? Who is you? Othello. Othello who? Othello Jello.
0: Oh, then you is the merchant of Venice. Past friend, unhindered. Mm -mm. Look at that ladder Ben. Hey, Julie, can it be that you is unfaithful?
7: I ain't unfaithful, honey. I'm going to lope tonight.
0: With me or not with me? That am the question. All these men climbing that ladder. I's regusted.
7: Now, don't be jealous, honey. I'm just raffling off of Plymouth up here.
0: A Plymouth? Oh, that's right. Where did I put my ticket? Oh, here it
8: is. Here it is.
7: The lucky number, Am, 987-X42. That's me.
8: That's my number. I got it. Here I come, Julie. Here I come. A rap the die, Phil. Rap, so (laughs) die.
3: Here's a dessert, friends, that will make a big hit with everyone because it's so good-looking and so downright delicious.
10: It's jellied plums, a swell, attractive treat that combines luscious plums and rich emerald lime jello. Yes, here's a dessert that is really a masterpiece, a dessert that your family will get mighty excited about because it's so gay and inviting and so thrillingly good. Jellied plums is truly a treat of treats and easy to make, Simply dissolve one package of lime jello in a pint of hot water and chill until slightly thickened. Next, fold in one cup of canned plums. Then mold and serve plain or with whipped cream. And you'll say you've never tasted anything that was more delightful, never laid eyes on a dessert that looked more enticing. Make up this grand treat. Tomorrow, get a package of lime jello. But be sure it's genuine jello because Jell-O's new locked-in flavor is extra-rich.
7: This is the last number of the 26th program in the current Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Jack had to run away and do a show for the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Good night, folks.
6: J-E-L-L-O.
3: The Jell-O program is written by Bill Meyer and Ed Beloyan and is broadcast each week by shortwave to our armed forces throughout the world.